0: Locked On Giants, your
1: daily New York Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giants fans, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. Patricia Trainer here with you, and it is Crossover Thursday I will be joined in segments two and three by Sosa Kremenjus. He is the host of Locked On Rams. But first, help support your local businesses, whether they're your corner stores, coffee spots, or favorite shops. Local businesses have always been on your team, supporting you and your community. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at a local business and look for the contact list. Symbol and tap to pay with a contactless visa to help support your community because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be, the official partner of the NFL. And before we get to the crossover segment of the show, I want to get you up to date on the Giants uh, Wednesday, some injury news to report Julian Love on the injury report has a knee and an ankle. The injury not believed to be serious uh, to where it would potentially keep him out of action on Sunday, and that's a good thing because it looks as though Jabril Peppers is going to miss Sunday's game. Now, Jabril Peppers has that low ankle sprain, which means it's not a, you know, it's not looking like it's going to be a long-term affair, but it is going to potentially cost him at least this week, possibly next week as well. I don't anticipate him practicing. And, um, the Giants are thin. Right now, a defensive back. They really are. And, uh, I'm not really sure how they're going to handle this. Um, obviously, uh, there's a, a couple of options. They could always bring up Sean Chandler again from the practice squad. The thing is, is if they bring him up, they will have to keep him on the, the 53 man roster. Or if they want to bring him back down to the practice squad after the game, they would have to actually expose him to waivers because they have now brought him up twice. And that is the maximum for teams to bring players up uh, from the practice squad without exposing them to waivers. The other thing I'm wondering about is on Thursday, the Giants should have made it official that they have signed Madre Harper, who is the young cornerback that they are signing off of the Las Vegas Raiders uh, practice squad. Now, the reason why I mention him is because one thing the Giants could do, and I, I don't know that this is what they're going to do. Um, we will hear from defensive coordinator Patrick Graham today. Um, and you know, when I recorded this, obviously it was Wednesday night, so we hadn't heard from Patrick Graham, but I think one thing they could potentially do to, kind of fill in the depth at safety is they could potentially start Harper or play, give Harper some snaps. Um, I don't know how ready he's going to be once he actually gets on the practice field. You have to think that, you know, they, they've started something with him. I don't know to what extent, but uh, give him a few snaps. Maybe have Isaac Yaidan. Who has been the starting corner? Come down, play some snaps in the box. He does have some experience, not a whole lot playing down in the box, but they can certainly look to uh, maybe explore that avenue, um, or they can just maybe play with an extra linebacker. I, I don't know, but uh, certainly that you know Pepper's missing, and and if Julian Love is not at at full speed, you know. It's going to be interesting. Logan Ryan, obviously, will see a lot of snaps. I don't know in what capacity, but that secondary. The last thing they needed was to have that injury when they're already thin at the safety position. One other injury note I do want to mention, and that is David Mayo, inside linebacker David Mayo. The Giants made the decision not to start the clock on David Mayo, who has been sitting on injured reserve since the start of the season. Mayo, of course, had uh, knee surgery in the last week of the preseason. And um he he did a he he was due to come back this week if you know everything checked out uh with him medically. Now apparently he either is not ready to come back yet or the Giants just don't want to start the clock on him. At the, you know, to run the risk of him potentially, you know, not being ready. Uh, But the way it works is this year is that teams, once they put a player on injured reserve, he has to sit there for three weeks, after which, once they designate him for return, and this year they can designate an unlimited number of guys for return, but the guy has 21 days to, pr- to uh, practice with the team. They do get a roster exemption, and if he's ready to go, they will activate him. If he's not ready to go, then he either stays on injured reserve for the rest of the year, or they have to cut him. So I really think that a return by David Mayo is coming sooner than later. Devontae Downs, who's been starting alongside a Blake Martinez, he struggled. Let's let's you know put it nicely. He struggled, especially against the run. David Mayo was really good against the run. He was actually a pleasant surprise last year doing well against the run. And uh they missed that with him. And I could see him potentially coming back and starting alongside a Blake Martinez once he is given the green light to go. So that's your injury update on the Giants. And um, we are going to take our first break here. And we will be back after these messages with Sosa Cremenjas of Locked On Rams for the crossover show. So stay with us. Hey, Giant fans. This is Patricia Trena, host of the Locked On Giants podcast. And I want to tell you about my debut book, It's called the Big 50, the men and moments that made the New York Giants, and I've sought to create a living history of the top men and moments that have made one of the NFL's charter franchises what it is today. Relive the franchise's four Super Bowls. Find out what convinced former general manager Ernie Accorsi that quarterback Eli Manning was indeed the one. Learn about the events that brought the Tisch family into the Giants' ownership floor, and so much more. This 368-page paperback book includes loads of photos and stories of some of the greatest giants in history as told in their own words. The Big 50, The Men and Moments That Made the New York Giants, will be available starting September 8th, 2020 on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever else books are sold. So pre-order your copy today, and thank you for your support.
0: Welcome, folks. Today... Like always, every Thursday, we're going to be doing our crossover Thursday episode on the Locked On Rams and the Locked On Giants podcast. So today, uh, I'm your host, as always, Sosa Cremendous of the Locked On Rams podcast, and I'm joined by Locked On Giants host Patricia Trena, and we're really just kind of going to jump right into it. So uh, I've got three questions for Patricia as they pertain to the Giants. We can kind of get to know the Giants team better, and Patricia is going to ask me three questions in the next segment. And you guys can get to learn about the Rams a little bit better. So uh, we're just going to kind of hop right into it. Patricia, how are you doing today?
1: Doing well. Glad to the, be on the line with you.
0: Absolutely. I think uh, it should be a good game on Sunday. Hopefully both sides can get out of it healthy and everything's all right. But uh, I guess I'll begin here. So obviously the Giants are they are not performing all too well offensively right now. Uh, what do you think are just some of the main struggles on that side of the ball?
1: Offensively, I think it starts with the offensive line. They're just not consistent. And you know, that's affecting the running game, it's affecting everything. It's kind of like a domino effect. So you start with the offensive line and, you know, they couldn't they just can't run the ball. I think they're ranked dead last in the NFL in average yards, rushing yards per game. And, you know, if you can't run the ball obviously, now you become one-dimensional. You don't have play action that you can you can go to and it's just, you know, I don't understand what's going on with that offensive line, you know, People will say, well, they didn't have a preseason that, you know, they have three new starters, you know, including a new center uh, who has never played the position before a rookie left tackle and Andrew Thomas. But, you know, these guys, they've been repping, 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 you know, taking literally hundreds of reps every day during training camp. They're three games in and you're still seeing basic technique flaws and communication flaws that you would think at this stage of the game were resolved and I think that is where it all starts for this Giants team because if you think about it with the running game they had Saquon Barkley for six uh, was it six no I'm sorry five quarters and he couldn't even run the ball so what does that tell you you know I kind of laugh because people say oh the giants are really screwed because they don't have Saquon Barkley anymore well they couldn't run the ball even with him in the lineup and and i think it's all because of that offensive line
0: yeah it takes a special performance to uh, neutralize a, a talent like Saquon who's you know incredible but um how has joe judge been able to transition to the new head ca- head coaching role obviously uh, it's been a weird off season he didn't get a real off season as most coaches do Uh, But does the team look like they're responding to his style of coaching so far?
1: Well, so far, so good. I mean, this is a young team, a team that really hasn't won anything, hasn't really done anything for that matter. So they don't know any better. You know, this isn't like, um, and I go back to 2004 with Tom Coughlin when he walked in the door and he had a lot of veteran players, some of whom were just coming off a Super Bowl appearance back in 2000. And so Coughlin's, you know, authoritarian style was met with some resistance. That's not the case right now with Joe Judge. Joe Judge has come in. He's very meticulous you know, pays close attention to detail. And I think the other thing that kind of endears him to his players is that he's not afraid to mix it up with them. And by that, I mean, you know, you look at the famous slip slide drill that they did at the end of training camp. And there's Joe judge rolling around in the mud, just like his players, you know, chasing after a loose ball. So little things like that. And, and, you know, the little side things like showing, you know, he cares about the players visiting with every player, before During pregame warmups and then, you know, making the media wait for almost for, for close to an hour while, you know, in the locker room, he goes and he checks on every guy. So little things like that, I think, are really endearing him to the Giants.
0: OK, here's the final question. Uh, where do you think the strengths and the weaknesses are currently on the Giants roster? Do you um, what what should Rams fans kind of be looking out for in terms of, you know, potential matchups or. Uh, areas of concern in week four here.
1: Well, I think definitely Aaron Donald versus that offensive line. I mean, that matchup <laughs> scares me. It really does. And, you know, I based on what I've seen um, on film of the Rams, the, the coaches move Aaron Donald around. It's not like he lines up on one spot or one side or whatever. So he can show up anywhere. And he's just so talented I mean you you, I don't know that you can necessarily stop him they have to kind of figure out I think a way to to neutralize them if that's at all possible so that would be one concern I have now as far as strengths I think the strength of the Giants team right now is their defensive front and that's going to be interesting because as I understand it I think the Rams have an injury don't they I think it was um uh, Whitworth, I think, didn't practice or might have been limited. So he's a little banged up. I'm going to be very interested to see how the Giants do in the pit, you know, their defensive line versus the Rams' offensive line and uh, see if they can't win some of the battles. Actually, the, the Giants' defensive front seven, they've been a little bit better on the pass rush than anticipated. The scheme apparently is working a little bit better and that's going to be important because, you know, you look at a quarterback like Jared Goff, he's got a really good, a really high percentage when he is not pressured. So it's imperative that the Giants get pressure on him and really, you know, rattle him if they can with that defensive front.
0: Coming up in just a moment, Patricia and I are going to flip the tables here. Uh, She's going to ask me questions as they pertain to the Rams, and I'm going to break them down in the next segment. This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays and see all of the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game every week. It's all the action all the football you can handle, all in one place. And NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL films archive. Go to nfl.com slash to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops.
1: With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models of cars and trucks, it's become impossible for retail shops to stock everything in a traditional chain storefront. So the next time you need a part for your car or truck, visit rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Rockauto.com offers scores of different auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers for nearly every make and model of car out there. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com All right, everybody, welcome back to the Crossover Edition, Locked on Giants, Locked on Rams. I am Patricia Trena, the host of Locked on Giants, joined by Sosa Kermanditas of Locked on Rams. And we are going to spend this segment, segment three, talking a little bit about the Rams as Sosa gives us some lowdown on what we can expect on Sunday. And so, so we've got to start with Aaron Donald. I mean, this is a, I think he's what a five time pro Bowl or just, just a tremendous force. The Rams have been using him all over that, that defensive front. How do you neutralize this guy? If you can at all.
0: Yeah. Like you said, he, I mean, he's a special talent. I don't know uh, that you can never really, you know, truly neutralize him uh, in terms of completely blanking him, but, uh ironically enough a team that i think does a really good job when it comes to limiting Aaron Donald's impact uh, and this seems to be a case every time they play is the Philadelphia Eagles who are obviously in the NFC East as well um Donald didn't do much in that game in week 2 against the Eagles and you know the Rams have played the Eagles at least 3 or 4 times in the last 3 or 4 seasons and so uh the Eagles have always had a good plan when it comes to neutralizing Donald now um you know it, it's a very tough task obviously uh, he is, and this I think is an unbiased opinion, but the best player in football. I mean, pound for pound, he's he's incredibly strong. Uh, his technique is impeccable. He's physically gifted. He's very fast. He's very uh, nimble. He can, you know, rotate in different kind of ways and kind of contort his body. I mean, there's really nothing that Aaron Donald can't do. Uh, and that's kind of what makes him such a special player now it should come as no surprise that he does once again lead the NFL in pressures with 20, according to pro football focus. Uh, and obviously that would rank first on the Rams, roster as well. And by a long margin. So, um, you know, that's why the Rams do like to move him around is he kind of helps stabilize that pass rush because outside of Aaron Donald, there really isn't uh, that much of a presence when it comes to pass rushing on this roster, at least. And so uh, the Rams really need Donald to uh, carry this unit because they just do not have the talent necessary to produce outside of Aaron Donald. And obviously, you know, there is going to be a ton of double teams, a ton of triple teams. And that would be my suggestion is give as many uh, offensive linemen and running backs and tight ends as you can to devote to blocking Aaron Donald chip him as often as you can and try to use his penetration and his natural uh, speed against him, which is, I think what the Eagles do really well is that, you know, he's a guy who wants to penetrate. He wants to get in the backfield really quickly Uh, He's going to shoot up, you know, upfield in in through his gap really quickly every snap. Uh, And you can kind of use that against him in terms of, uh, you know, running into his vacated gap and things like that. But uh, obviously it's much easier said than done because Aaron Donald is just an incredible player.
1: You know, you mentioned using his strengths against him. That's exactly what the Patriots did in the Super Bowl 53. And they absolutely neutralized him. And of course, Joe Judge, the Giants head coach, was on that Super Bowl. uh, The New England staff, I should say, that faced the Rams in the Super Bowl. So that's exactly how I would obviously uh, approach Neutralizing or trying to neutralize uh, Aaron Donald, who is a tremendous talent, as you as you said. Uh, so, so flipping over to the offensive side of the ball, Sean McVay is one of the the most creative young minds when it comes to you know designing offenses and whatnot. What is it about his offenses, the way they're structured, the way they're run, that makes it so difficult, so confusing for opposing defenses?
0: I think the first thing that you really have to mention when you talk about a Sean McVay offense is just how often he's willing to use motion. And so uh, the Rams deploy motion pre-snap uh, and during snap probably more than any other team in the NFL. And that causes obviously a lot of confusion for defenders. Uh, and not just that, but any step in and any look of uh, hesitation from a defender is obviously going to put them kind of at a disadvantage even for a a split second and oftentimes the rams are gonna you know they're gonna bring receivers across the backfield when they're running it there's gonna be a lot of fake jet sweeps there's gonna be real jet sweeps uh he's he's doing things to essentially make offensive players lives easier and instead of just lining receivers up you know outside the numbers solo uh just go beat this kind of cornerback he's willing to deploy things like bunch sets and uh, you know, rub routes and, and stacking receivers on top of each other to give a guy who maybe is not as good coming off the line of scrimmage, a clean release because he's not on the line of scrimmage. He's lined up behind a guy who's right in front of him in a bunch. So um, I think obviously, you know, looking back through history, you can see a lot of these offensive uh, schemes that are based on the outside zone running game, like McVay's is like the Shanahan's are. And, you know, it's that dates back to Mike Shanahan, not just Kyle Shanahan, but, You see a lot of these offenses really uh, run the ball effectively. And that's where it all begins is with an effective ground game. And when the Rams are running the ball effectively, the rest of their offense is essentially just set up to succeed because everything goes through that running game and that play action passing attack. The Rams play action arguably as much as anyone in the NFL right now. They're running the ball more than any other team in the NFL right now. And ironically enough, they're not throwing the ball very often. I guess probably because they don't have to. They're having so much success on the ground. Uh, but funnily enough, they rank 29th, I believe, in pass attempts with only 90. But they rank first in explosive, pl- in explosive pass plays downfield, which is 15-yard passes uh, or further, uh, with 27. So, you know, they're not throwing the ball often. But when they are throwing the ball, they're creating explosive and chunk plays and they're obviously having a ton of success on the ground, and that's really where it all begins—is that ground game and that motion game, and then it all stems from there—that uh, play, play action, passing attack, and the downfield passing attack. Really.
1: So, so of all the Ram players uh, that we're that the Giants are likely to see who's the one guy on each side of the ball that you don't think gets enough love, if you will, from the media, from the fans, but yet who is the type of guy who can just absolutely wreck a game for, you know, for the opponent.
0: Yeah. So this season uh, offensively, I'm looking at probably running back Daryl Henderson. I think, uh, you know, dating back to last year, he was a rookie last season, Uh, He only touched the ball 43 times last season. So he really didn't get much work. Obviously the Rams had Todd Gurley ahead of him and he played that workhorse role. So Henderson never really got a shot, but the thing is the Rams did trade two third round picks to uh, jump to near the top of the third round in the 2019 draft to select Henderson. And so, uh, you know, with just how much they invested in him, you knew at some point he was going to get a real shot and this you know, these last two weeks were his real shot, essentially. Uh, in week two, came makers the rookie who the Rams drafted 52nd overall, got hurt. He suffered a rib injury, and he was ruled out for the rest of the contest, and he missed week three, and he might actually miss week four here Also, well. Uh, that was the Daryl Henderson show, essentially. He got a lot more run than expected in week two, and then in week three, he essentially got almost all of the all of the run, really, from the backfield at least. And he looks ab- absolutely outstanding. He's very decisive in his runs. He's got good vision. Uh, he's got the speed to take it to the house. I think that's something that separates him from a lot of other running backs. He can come out the backfield and catch. Uh, he really looks like the complete deal now. Uh, it's only been you know about two games of production at this point. But he's crossed 100 yards in both games. Uh, he's one of the most effective running backs in the NFL by all metrics right now. And so that's a guy that I think the Giants are going to have to key on when it comes to their defense. But uh, flipping the page to the other side for the Rams, I would say, you know, a defender to look out for and barring, you know, any injury concern or anything uh, is cornerback Darius Williams. So Williams starts on the boundary opposite of Jalen Ramsey. And uh, he's obviously the lesser known player and the lesser talented player, I guess, but that's not really saying much when you're comparing him to arguably the league's best player or arguably the league's best corner in Jalen Ramsey. But uh, Williams has held his own right now. Uh, He's had a fantastic season. This is his first season starting uh, ever in his career. You know, he was a former undrafted free agent. He spent some time with the Baltimore Ravens and then some time with the Rams practice squad. And now he's elevated to not only the 53 man roster, but he's starting and he's actually performing very well. He ranks, I believe seventh when it comes to NFL pass rating allowed in his coverage. Uh, He's been absolutely outstanding. He has not allowed any touchdowns on the season. He has only allowed 104 receiving yards on the season. And uh, he just looks to be a very solid piece opposite of Ramsey who, you know, the Rams were looking for a guy who could stay on an Island on his own there and really compete and and bring up the level of that secondary, because that's going to be the strongest unit for the Rams when it comes to their defense And that's going to be the unit that really has to carry that defense because of the uh, lack of talent, I guess you could say, in that front seven outside of everyone not named Aaron Donald.
1: All right, great stuff, Sosa. Really appreciate the insight. And uh, to the Giant fans and the Ram fans listening, we appreciate you listening. For Sosa Kremenjas, I'm Patricia Trena. We'll talk to you again soon. Take care.